Tyler, Apex Podcaster Dennering. I'm Connery. That podcast is filling your head with garbage, <laughs> Hanson. <laughs> Dang it, I was going to use that right after this. Yeah. And um, I am Cameron Takeda. Uh, wait, April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools, it's King Try Kong. Again. King Kong bows to no one. That's a quote from the movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Kong bows to no one. Uh, no one can keep the reins on Kong. <laughs> Peregrine puts his knee down to, to King Kong. <laughs> and this is the franchise, the podcast about friends getting together, talk about movie franchises. Sometimes, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Ooh. our treasure is knowledge. Other times, our podcast is filling your head with garbage. See, it doesn't work because you already said it, Connery. <laughs> I ruined it the joke. Work. It's my job. <laughs> I write down one joke. It took me nine hours today to come up with <laughs> I know that's not true. You're fascinating. You wrote a whole song parody about Darkseid in, in, like, what, 10 minutes? No, yeah, it was, like, five minutes or something, and I just sung it right after. But then so other times I'm like, oh, I forgot what the intro of this podcast was. I should stop. I should just give up. Absolutely not the Apex podcaster. Uh, that's because the Apex podcaster does your conspiracy theory podcast on... Who is the Apex bad guys? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell if that guy had a lot of listens or not. And then if he had a lot of listens, uh, why the giant corporation he was infiltrated didn't know about it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> but, they'd all hear about it and they'd immediately like corporate espionage him out of existence. Yeah. yeah, but if they didn't know about it, then I mean, that just doesn't seem realistic. Everyone loves conspiracy theories these days. Yeah, and Apex is like a giant tech company. Like, they should be all over that. <laughs> He's just on iTunes. I mean, that's when they all get together and they're like, oh, yeah, vaccines cause autism, right? And they're like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, you drink tap water? No. Oh, good. <laughs> you drink tap. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, Rob Schneider loves uh, <laughs> this movie. I don't know what I'm saying. I think you're right. pulled out Rob Schneider. <laughs> well, he doesn't believe in vaccines. I wonder if he believes in vaccines now, <laughs> after COVID. But when, yeah, when it's convenient. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, in case you haven't noticed from our Rob Schneider talk, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong this week. Yeah, the only movie where Rob Schneider fights Godzilla. It's great. Cubie <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is involved somehow. Um, yeah. I, I I don't have anything lined up for this for some reason. Even though I wrote down <laughs> copious notes for this movie, he's, okay. he's one of the members notes. of the the DK crew. Oh, I remember when we talked about the DK crew in our uh, Kong Skull Island episode. <laughs> and uh, Cameron, did you know that one of Chunky Kong is dead? <laughs> yeah, that he died, <laughs> and he is dead. Cameron knows <laughs> all about Chunky dead. Kong's death. And oh, good. And Lanky Kong. Cameron is, in fact, sending me like so many different remixes of the DK rap. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all about that <laughs> Sephiroth DK rap mixed with like Space Jam. Shit. <laughs> Whatever that was called. That was good. It's one of my favorites. We'll bring it up again yeah, later this that. year with Space Jam and New Legacy and how Lanky mm -hmm. Kong should have been on the team. Oh, yeah. It's infiltrate Nintendo characters. <laughs> one Wing Space Kong Rebirth. That's what it was called. One Wing Space Kong. Shout out to One Wing Space Kong Rebirth. Whoever makes that, you're you're doing God's work. You're doing Godzilla's work. Actually, he's doing yeah. Kong's work. But, yeah. yeah, I guess he's doing Kong's work. He's the other apex predator, but there can only be one. So, as they say yeah. many times, 
Yeah, the Alpha Titan. Yeah, they both just can't, like, coexist and be around. Yeah. I don't know. Godzilla seemed to pay him no mind until he left his <laughs> island. Uh, that, that again, was something that I just wasn't sure of. Did they talk about that whole thing or any about that in the, the last movie? Because I didn't you know, see that. They don't mention Kong at all in King of Monsters. Do they tell her? Maybe in the end they do? Uh... Mm, like the, no, the credits at the end of kong skull island they mentioned godzilla but they don't right. mention you know vice the opposite i don't think they mentioned kong i could be wrong victor guzman help us out fast guest victor <laughs> guzman he knows yeah <laughs> because uh, at least in when they went and showed all of like the past mythology they just showed that there were drawings of king kong fighting godzilla in like every culture forever right yeah that did happen they they never bring that up before <laughs> they they just kind of say hey they're enemies in the kong skull island thing you're like oh all right um i guess this is gonna build to something maybe yeah god i don't like but that. anyways uh before we get into the movie because we definitely will at some point right <laughs> you mean Maybe. we haven't been talking about the movie? We have to do our normal segment of What is New? Where we discuss, uh, you know, any new media that we've been consuming. Our media consumption. We have a case of the media consumption, and we have to talk <laughs> about it. There's so much media. I was telling camera before we started recording that I was like, there's so much stuff I feel like I have to talk about. Yeah. And I can't think of a better opportunity to talk about than on this episode. Yeah, so there you go. There's gonna be a big media dump, um, which <laughs> there is no big dump in this movie, even though King Kong. No, I was saying I hope Kong like poop or something, but he doesn't do that. There is like a thing that I thought would be a callback where Brian Tyree Henry keeps telling the guy to not eat the apple, which I was very confused about, and he's like, "That's gonna make you poop," yeah. and then Brian Tyree Henry eats the apple, and I'm like, "Is there gonna be a callback yeah. where he has to poop later?" But there wasn't. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> A lot of a lot about that in this movie. So, Cameron, what's new yeah. with you? <laughs> what's poo with, with you? What's poo with you? What's poo with me? Just you know, as always. Oh, read you know, reading books, playing games, being being Hell a yeah. nerd. The new Binding of Isaac game came out like yesterday, or the expansion. So I'm like playing that Ooh. a ton and getting really mad uh, because I'm not that good, and it's just way harder. And I'm still mad oh, no. from playing it earlier today and losing <laughs> on like on the last boss. You know, whatever. That only was like Man. an hour. That makes me nervous because I've been waiting for that download too. I just haven't gotten it yet, and I'm like, oh boy, now I know it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Did you already feel like the game was pretty hard? Uh, I feel like I get into a rhythm. Like I'm really good with the the de- when you're like the devil version of him, where you like you shoot the little short energy beam out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, playing as Azazel, Azazel. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty good with him. Like I, I can do him real well. But when at a certain point, it does get very hard. Yeah, uh, I'm like always trying to unlock all the stuff, but I'm just I'm just not that good. I'm just not. <laughs> but I, I did manage to beat one of the new final bosses once and so i was Ooh. happy but now there's only more final bosses to still beat so uh. and, and a new character that i just don't even know how you're supposed to dodge anything with them <laughs> so like two people anyway i won't, oh, I won't keep talking about that too much i did also play the remastered version of Stubbs the zombie this week <laughs> oh did it just uh, come out because really it was coming out for switch too yeah it just came out so uh if you liked Stubbs the zombie from before it's it's Stubbs the Zombie, what can I say? It just seems like exactly the same game. They just made it that it wasn't completely broken. Uh, <laughs> those jokes haven't all aged well, but I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's rated M, but it's mostly just fart jokes. 
That's okay. I like fart yeah. jokes. But I was going to say, like, have you played, like, the Destroy All Humans remake? I have The jokes on that are very bad. Yeah, You look I back and, like, that. this is very bad. <laughs> Mostly in Stubbs the Zombie, I'm just like, I can't even tell what's happening each time. It's just, like, he just bumbles around and it's just, like, it shows, like, a clip of him in the past. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really remember what went on. Did I miss something? Wait, Connor, are you saying the game, like, the remake is bad or there's, like, jokes that are really bad? The jokes are really uh, bad. The remake's yeah. pretty solid itself. Yeah, but, I was, know, the dialogue is what's bad. I was just talking to uh, Cameron the other day about that. Like, I was playing a game. I think it was like Siberia Two, which came out in, like two thousand three, mm-hmm. and it's like a point and click adventure game. And like, you're a female detective, like going through like I don't know Siberia and shit, trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> um, and there's just like a whole scene where these two guys are just trying to like harass you the whole time. It's just like this sucks. Yeah. Like this would definitely not be in a movie, a game nowadays. So it's just like interesting no. going back and playing these games that are now getting remastered and stuff that are like from 15 years ago. It's a little like uh, history bubble or something. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. it's like a weird time capsule yeah. of like the humor and what was okay at the time. Yeah, and most of it's just like uh, that. Yeah. I don't even know. What, was that even funny at the time? No. <laughs> we just, just all like... get a little older and a little wiser, and we're like, no. <laughs> anyway, what else, Cameron? Read a comic book on Tiananmen Square. Read a comic book about yokai. <laughs> Read a comic nice. book about sad people in Japan in the 70s. But no, that was good. It was a new release in English, of course. Uh, a Mizuki nice. book. I, I really like uh, Mizuki's work. I also like... <laughs> I mean, I, I think I like his translator, too. It always seems like it's fun and uh, really consistent between all of his works, whether it's uh, the Kitaro books, where it's really just sort of kitty to his show, uh, History of Japan book, where it's just like nonfiction, terrible stories of Japan during <laughs> during war and, and post-war reconstruction. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Also, I read Drifting Classroom. That was like a month ago, but... I, I can't believe I hadn't read that. That was really, really crazy. And if you like those Junji Ito books, uh, you like Drifting Classroom. It's just also miserable uh, <laughs> and crazy. And uh, it's totally bizarre, um, but the bizarre story elements don't get in the way of anything. It's just about a school that suddenly gets teleported. Uh, like there's like an explosion and it's teleported into like the future or something. And quickly everyone sort of goes crazy all the adults get killed. Um, everything is horrible. They try to grow food. It like turns into rotten food that just like kills you. Um, there's there's a guy who's just completely crazy. Then he sees a monster, so he becomes like brain dead because he's just gone insane. Uh, and so it's just a bunch of kids trying to fend for themselves in this future where nothing is even slightly hopeful. But he can sometimes communicate with his mom in the past. And so that helps him out sometimes. And it shows his mom in the past just going completely crazy, being like, my son is talking to me from the future. I've got to, I've got to dig a hole in this, in this hotel room. And everyone's just I like, get out. I see the panels in my head. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like if I'd opened the book that's on my shelf of the Drifting Classroom, I could like point to it and be like, yep, that, there it is. It, it's, it's good. I, I liked it. A lot of people don't care for much for the ending. The ending's sort of abrupt, but whatever. It's sort of that kind of book anyway. Yeah, if there's mm. anything I learned from, I mean, not the same author, but like from Junji Ito, it's like he's, he's never going to have like a satisfying ending for me, like completely. But it's just like yeah, the more you read, it's just like, oh, no, that's just his thing. Like, mm. it's just all about the ride and the concept and everything. And yeah, uh, yeah. I just read Ramina recently, which yeah. is his newest one. Same. Oh, yeah. You, did you read it now, Connery? <laughs> 
Yeah, I finally yeah. read it. You said it was good, and I finally just pulled it off my bookshelf and read yeah. it. Did you I like that one a lot? I enjoyed it, too. It was definitely interesting. I feel like it drags on a little bit sometimes, but for the most part, I was like, this is pretty crazy and fun. Drags on like Ramina herself. Yes, it drags on like <laughs> Ramina, the planet entering the atmosphere. And her, her, the character herself dragging on and avoiding every single horrific thing that happens and to her. And they float through, <laughs> through, through time and space. I guess not so much yeah. time, but right. space. It's basically about a giant planet that is getting closer and closer to Earth and people are trying to figure out what to do. And it's just pure chaos. It's like if Melancholia was alive. Yeah, and it's really bleak. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just another <laughs> really bleak manga. Yeah, and everyone really just wants to kill her because they, the guy who saw it first named it after her. Yeah, and they're like, it's tied to the girl, so we have to kill like Romina on this on like our Earth to kill the planet. And of course, it just doesn't happen. Okay, but I really like it when the planet... Or like when when the other planet licks Earth, and and it just causes Earth to spin really fast, so everyone can like fly around, but they get all. It's like the bleakest version of Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone is Superman for a brief moment. Well, also them like moving the whole like rotation of the Earth backwards. I guess uh-huh. Superman does that to rewind time, but yeah, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> or time works like that. That's not how the time works. Um, but for anybody that likes, I guess, Moncalia or something like Event Horizon, a movie I'm a huge fan of, I just love like sci-fi <laughs> horror. Um, mm-hmm. Romina's very, very good. So yeah, yeah Romina's check fun. that out. What else do we have in the list? <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, I finished reading um, MW just a few, uh, pretty much an hour ago. Actually, I went through the last few chapters I had. Awesome. And- very, yeah. more very aggressively, <laughs> even more bleak manga. But dear God, that was a that was an intense read, you guys. Like I had to put that down a couple times. Is like the main bad guy in that is super. He's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just horrible. But so those Tatsumi books you read, those were like mm-hmm. some of the he he coined that term Gekiga for like the okay. manga that was for a adults basically mm-hmm. and mw was like tezuka's uh one of tezuka's many sort of forays into making a gekiga work otherwise you know of course he was known for astro boy astro boy <laughs> and so mm-hmm. when i mean it's one of those things that when you think about oh he's known for just being like the astro boy guy you know sometimes they called mm-hmm. him the walt disney of japan and then it's like you read mw <laughs> yeah like, exactly like, read that and he did like oda too right that's another one he did uh, uh ode ode to kirihito Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's him too. That one's that one's next on the list. But dear guy, I need a little break after uh, after MW because that was that was some intense, scary stuff. Where I was like, dear God, and all the characters look really like fun and Disney, but like they're doing the most horrific things <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's good that all the characters still have like these super cartoony like reactions to things. Like if people are surprised, mm-hmm. they like jump out. You know, like their hats fly off their head, and they're like. You know, legs yeah, are completely. Like, what do you there. mean you want to? What do you mean you want to kill eight billion people? Ah! <laughs> Man, yeah, that's really bleak. Ode to Kirihito, I would say it's slightly less bleak, just because MW is so bleak. Um, yeah, yeah, MW is probably one of the most miserable. Yeah, and then Tyler, Tyler gave me those like Tasumi books as well to read. The the other, the, I think 
I don't know, a few months ago, I think, and then you came by for the Snyder Cut and picked them up. <laughs> but those as well, I had a bit of an exhausting, intense manga spree of being like, oh my god, the world <laughs> yeah. is a horrible, horrible place. <laughs> because I know you like like dark humor and stuff, Connery, a lot, obviously, but it's like... There was nothing funny <laughs> yeah, about those! I, <laughs> I mean, there's a little, a couple funny things, but it yeah. just it's completely, absolutely bleak. You know, it's like the yeah, darkest just, of humor. Oh. Um, but I was gonna say I, I know you I like dark. Them, like, I know you like dark humor, but I was like, oh, but it's not really humorous at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> what's humorous? I'm not even gonna go into. I'm not going into this on our like semi-friendly, family-friendly podcast. Is it though? I mean, go check out our Batman Forever really. episode, we have, we, everybody. Ah, oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, man, just a lot. A lot of things in that made me, made me just send a shiver up my spine. It takes a lot to do that to me. Yeah, so check out but, Abandon the Old in Tokyo, the uh, collection of yeah. uh, Tatsumi short stories. But I will say, on a positive yeah. note, a book that I recommend and will probably definitely read again, the whole series probably at some point, is Pluto, because I finished that and I loved it. Oh, nice. I love Pluto. It it brought me back into reading manga entirely after I'd <laughs> sort of given up on it for a while. Yeah. Pluto's like it. a weird like pseudo-sequel. I, it's not weird, but it's kind of like a, it's a pseudo-sequel kind of thing to Astro Boy in a way. It's like in the same right, universe, it, written by a different artist, Urasawa. Right. It, it's the gritty reboot of, <laughs> yeah. of Astro Boy. It's the Snyder Cut of Astro yeah. Boy. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. And like, Geist is so cool. Or Geist, is that how mm-hmm. you say his name? Geist or Geist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so but Geist is so cool. I loved him. There's the Nova something or other who like it wants to learn how to play piano. It's like that angry right. pianist like servant. When when his whole thing happened, I was so upset. I thought I wanted him to be around for a long time. Yeah, uh, North North Number Two is his name. North I think. Two. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, they give him that whole like he has this whole little arc only to just be like, I have to fight him. He just flies yeah, off and, he, and just. And it's like the thing he doesn't want to do mostly. He just doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, it's just a whole series about robot PTSD. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all something I'm really interested in is like android sentience and like synthetic mm-hmm. sentience and ai and all that stuff like i'm not gonna pretend like i understand the science of it at all but i really enjoy the science fiction of it and yeah you know, agreed i mean i think the science of it all is good when they don't have too much of it mm-hmm. hey if you like uh i robot uh the will smith You'll movie probably love this check out <laughs> check out pluto i mean it's a, it's a lot better than that yeah man urasawa just i really like his work in general i was gonna say really fast i watched the new invincible series and i love it cool. and i think everyone should watch it i still gotta see that I, it's fantastic i think it's really 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 good awesome this movie godzilla versus kong segueing into the <laughs> film itself got me into just watching some schlocky stuff <laughs> so on amazon prime right now i watched piranha like the original piranha directed by joe dante oh and that's mm-hmm. great it's like just you know, just being any kind of intoxicated at midnight, like that's that kind of movie, <laughs> which I watched it at like 10 a.m., uh, not intoxicated. I was, what's the opposite of intoxicated? Intoxicated? <laughs> I don't think so. I was poisoned. <laughs> I was poisoned. <laughs> um, it's just like a great like midnight kind of movie. And then I watched Grizzly, which is like a, a Jaws ripoff from the like 1979 <laughs> with the giant grizzly bear. And uh, it's a lot of fun too. So check those out on Amazon Prime. They're both like, prim- they both have, they're both like somewhat Vietnam allegories also, but they're also like schlocky B movies. So, oh, 
you know what? Before we dive into Godzilla versus Kong, you know what? I told Cameron I watched this, but I haven't told you, Tyler. Uh, yesterday, I was gearing up for our session, and I was like, you know what? You know what? I haven't watched in a long time. Movie game mashup. And so I watched a few episodes of you guys doing that. I'm like, these are funny. I like these. Yeah, maybe we'll get back to that when we all have vaccines and it'll be easier to do. Oh, I would fun. love to do that because I keep thinking about yeah. all these all these movie video games. Like, I know, plenty of really weird ones to play. Yeah, lots of terrible, <laughs> lots of terrible ones mostly. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I watched the Indiana Jones one and it made me laugh. <laughs> that one was fun. That, one was, that yeah. was a weird game. And then I had to turn the Shrek one off because it was just assaulting my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the music. <laughs> yeah, and the music's pretty bad, too. <laughs> you guys are definitely the masochists of video games. If you guys want to watch a 15-minute video of Swamp Cart Speedway, the Shrek racing game for Game Boy Advance, um, yeah, go check out our channel, Movie Game Mashup. It's good. Yeah, it's so good that Connor had to shut it off because his eyes were bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps check out the Flintstones, the movie, the game, where Fred Flintstone's head is replaced by John Goodman's head, and he makes a bunch of cartoony faces. You know who else who makes a bunch of cartoony faces? King Kong. He definitely makes some cartoony faces. Mostly sad. <laughs> Mostly sad monkey. I feel like, for you saying cartoony, I feel like it looks good, though. Like, he's no it he's does. no buff Scrappy, I'll tell you that. No, no, no. He's certainly not <laughs> yeah. the deranged creature of Scrappy-Doo. He is... Well, he's well designed. He looks fantastic. He's like a nice looking ape that's just a little bit full of jelly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, has a beard, as Connery had to text yeah, me about. <laughs> he's like, King Kong has a beard now. Him... Yeah, because they did give him a beard. It's weird. Yeah, well, he's older now. Yeah, and... He's old, you can tell by the gray on him. And by the old-timey music that plays when, as King Kong's theme. Yeah, so but just, that means oh he's old. just honky-tonk music every time he shows up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, had, I had. Why do they only play sad cowboy music whenever he enters? <laughs> that was because at the end of that song, it said something about "release me from my chains" or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that sucks. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's just I don't know. I. I don't know. I guess I'll lead off saying I didn't have. A great time watching this. I was I was telling we arrived at minor technical difficulties before we started recording, and me and Cameron were chatting briefly. And I brought up that I like about twenty percent of this movie, and the other eighty percent I I really don't like at all. And I pretty much every scene with the people in it, and a lot of it where it's just Kong, <laughs> and then and and then when they fight, it's fun. When when they're fighting, it's cool, and I'm having fun. But otherwise, I'm like. No. <laughs> the movie doesn't take the advice of Sarazawa in the first movie. Oh. Which is just he does not... is just let them fight. <laughs> no, we have to do a bunch of random weird stuff throughout this entire movie. We have to go we have to Dwayne the Rock Johnson to the center of the earth. <laughs> what? Or Brendan Fraser. Or Brendan Fraser, either one. Yeah, Cameron, what did you think overall? Uh yeah. Uh I would I would agree. I watched it last night and I was like you know, when I thought about it this morning, I was like, was it just because I watched it really late last night? And so I, I was just like scanning through it again. I was like, yeah, no, this movie was kind of dull. Uh, mm-hmm. And then most of the fight scenes, I felt like I already saw them in the trailer. Uh, mm. So that was kind of disappointing. The, the the end fight scenes with Mechagodzilla were all right. So Yeah, they're fine. That, that was enough to make me go, oh, yeah. But I did have have 
fun taking little notes on it going what are they talking about here <laughs> what what's up with it yeah there's a lot of mechanics i'm just like what like mechanics of the story that i'm just like what what is this like why mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah you know full spoilers for this movie uh for anyone who's like listening to this and hasn't seen the movie it's on hbo max go get a trial or something what are you doing go watch it yeah come on man it's the movie of the century it's what's bringing everyone back to the theater Kong on, and i man. watched it <laughs> even cameron watched yeah because it. i because i made him <laughs> yeah just, no context for the other movies just silence <laughs> Uh, most of my notes are just like on the opening scene when they had just the opening and they were listing out how like how big each of the monsters were and I couldn't figure out how it made any sense. It said King Kong was 104 feet and it said Godzilla was 393 feet, but then they were just the same height. Yeah, Kong grew, I guess. Yeah, they did mention that at the beginning. They're like, Kong's too big now for our, the Simpsons dome. Yeah, I really like that part because they talk a lot about how they just want to keep Kong safe and like secure like in his home, but then they've actually just imprisoned him in a tiny box. Yeah, and, and, and it, I'm like, you're kind of the opposite of what you think you are. Yeah, here's a little like preface for like I'm like, oh, Cameron should be on this episode. It's like the culmination of the the MonsterVerse and everything because I don't know in college. Yeah, I guess around that time, like post high school. Um, I forgot to plug the El Rey Network when we were doing uh, <laughs> um, We Can Be Heroes and Shark Boy and Lava Girl because that's like Robert Rodriguez's channel. And uh, I would record, they would, like, once a year they'd have a bunch of Godzilla movies. Yeah. Uh, and so I would just record all of them, especially like the 90s Ooh. ones would be on a lot. So I would record those and camera would just come over late at night and we'd just watch them to like, I don't know, like 1 or 2 a.m. or something. So. Aww. Yeah, and so we both just liked Godzilla a lot, so I was like, "Hey, Cameron should come on for Godzilla versus Kong because even it's, it's the ultimate had that Godzilla one. shower curtain." Oh yeah, you do have a Godzilla shower curtain. Yeah, I think I don't know from the trailers, this looked really good, and I thought it would be better than than the other ones, and it, it is in some ways, but I still like 2014 like by far like a lot more than all the other i mean the tone just totally shifts into something else and it's like really interesting looking Mm -hmm. at it as a franchise because it also gives me more context with like i know i'm jumping ahead here but oh go for it man gives me more context for kong skull island where it's just like this is so different from godzilla from gareth edwards's godzilla Mm -hmm. where it's like the whole tone is like basically the opposite of that and then king of the monsters is like a fusion of them and then like godzilla versus kong kind of refines that where there's like less annoying human characters well i mean not (laughs) oh i would argue they're all bad in this no i'm (laughs) saying like there's not instead of like 20 annoying human characters there's like 10 human characters and like eight of them are (laughs) annoying is what i'm saying it's like it's more refined but like it's less less that they're really annoying in this one as they are just kind of boring for the most part Mm. and they just are there but like at least there was like thematic elements going on in king of the monsters like about like nature and like they're trying to cover Mm -hmm. like they're trying to follow up with that from like the original godzilla and this is like Mm -hmm. there's no commentary on anything whatsoever really except for like because they don't even address how the corporation is evil or anything they're just like (laughs) they don't there's not a single line of dialogue about that or there's a lot of exposition lines but not a single one about like hey they were using kong oh we were wrong to like ask kong to do this like it's like no they just like gaslit king kong this whole time <laughs> to go punch godzilla who wasn't even evil in the first place he's just godzilla like a force of nature who just, just destroys everything and i know yeah, i'm just ranting now but himself. like they're like oh godzilla <laughs> killed eight people he's no longer our hero i'm like he's godzilla i don't know what to tell you like 
Like when he first showed up, he killed twenty million people. What? <laughs> yeah, and then Ugh. they're just like, "Why did he attack this place?" And then she's uh, her character. Uh, well, I don't even remember any characters' names, honestly. The uh, Kong Whisperer. Yeah, no, not not her. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character. Millie Bobby the, Brown. That's why the I kept podcast I listener name. Yeah, yeah, the podcast, yeah, the podcast listener. Podcast. She's just like maybe it's. There's some reason. They're like, we don't know the reason. We're not going to even figure anything out. And it's like, that was the end of that. Every time he's ever shown up, there's been a reason. (laughs) But we just don't know what the reason is this time, so it must be random. I thought that Apex made some very strong arguments for (laughs) their thing of being like, look, we do need some kind of defense thing in case these monsters show up, even as an idea to like maybe give Godzilla backup, but... Of course, they're they're evil about it, but yeah, I don't know. I was I got kind of excited because I was like, oh yay! Especially that the one guy, the pilot of Mecha Godzilla, I was really psyched about because I was like, oh, this is like my guy who's who's the ideal humanist who says we are the apex predators and it's up to us, and he, he'll probably defy the stupid corporate guy and like do his own thing. But you know, he's just his stooge the entire time. And then he <laughs> doesn't even get to do anything. Right, then he just gets like electrocuted uh, yeah. by psionic electricity i don't know yeah i literally thought his consciousness got tra- would get transferred into like mecha godzilla and it could like talk or something it would be like would at first be like i'm protecting all of humanity or something like that and then but then like get like slowly drunk on like power and lose his mind as like the fight went yeah, on yeah it's like the pacific rim thing where they need two pilots and this <laughs> one they're like no we only need one and then he gets totally messed up but I, I i didn't understand at the end i know we're going backwards basically but like what like, how, does Me- is Mechagodzilla sentient now? Is it just, like, an evil robot mode? Or is... What made m- the most sense to me is that um, King Ghidorah is, like, controlling it, even though it's, like, bones. Like, that makes sense, because yeah. that seems like something, uh, yeah. like, Monster Zero would do. Like, even if even though it's, like, straight-up dead. But there's no explanation <laughs> whatsoever of what was happening. So I'm like, uh, okay, it's just evil My now. My theory was that in the, in the end of... Um, what's it called? Godzilla King of Monsters... Uh, what's his name? King Tywin Lannister finds the still <laughs> like Dance fleshy head. In this at Charles all. Dance, thank you. Charles Dance finds the still fleshy head of King Ghidorah. We don't know which head it is. Obviously, not the middle one because Godzilla obliterates that one. And obviously, Apex has acquired both of these somehow. I don't know, but they have the skeleton head and maybe the fleshy head is inside of Mecha Godzilla. And that's maybe it gives it a little bit more sentience because it has regenerative properties. So maybe it's still brain alive. And so once it's severed from like the robotic system, I think it ultimately does gain sentience, but it's still a Ghidorah head in there and not like a well, there's genuine no explanation. robotic sentience. There's no explanation yeah. of that whatsoever. So it's just like, no, there should not. just be one line. There's like 80 lines of exposition. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So They're just like, yeah, some, he's drinking like Ghidorah is taking control or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So they're just like, yeah, they're, they're draining the Ghidorah head and, and it's, and it's got like psionic powers and they put one in the robot and, and oh okay now look he's electrocuted yeah it was really a truly letdown for me when that happens i was again just hoping for something interesting some kind of like if every other godzilla movie argue like hey um nature is a force and like all that stuff and it being unstoppable in this movie arguing that like humanity's answer to that is always wrong and like scary and threatens nature in like mm-hmm. an overtly scary way 
but you know it doesn't it's just it's just the movie is about monster fights and that's it <laughs> but you know no, no, there's nothing wrong with that in the most part i, I suppose if that's it's, what you you want it's more problematic the things they they bring up that like aren't addressed i think mm-hmm. like the big corporation just being like yeah this guy's like jeff bezos or whatever it's like <laughs> oh i've been playing pretty much yeah i don't know but also he's drinking at work i love that he's just got a drink in his hand i like when villains just carry around drinks all the time <laughs> just constantly plaster <laughs> but there's like no commentary on this big corporation if anything it's like kind of pro giant corporation there's a bunch of stuff talk about conspiracy theories in this movie but like there's no addressing of that whatsoever and i just like still right. couldn't tell if the podcast was like big or I don't know. Yeah, it seems like Millie Bobby Brown's character is like a full-on conspiracy theorist by the end of this because she believes every single thing that the podcaster says in, up into and including not drinking tap water. <laughs> yeah, so really it's just pro-conspiracy theorists. Yes, yeah. the conspiracy theorists are right. There's a bunch <laughs> of like bleach talk and it's really weird. And Yeah, he bathes in bleach. There's a joke about like the Tide Pod challenge when they easily could have just talked yeah, about he... how Donald Trump recommended drinking bleach instead. Like that's right, <laughs> right. there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because uh, Millie Wallace Brown says his friend says he drinks bleach and she she says, No, he bathes in it, idiot. And it's like, oh well, you know, that's still stupid that he does that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. <laughs> well, no one can keep the reins on Kong. Yeah. Nope. There's, I don't know. I, I want to get to positives in a second, but. Please. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I guess let's just do that now. <laughs> what what yeah. did you guys like? Cameron, I'll start with you. Uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> King Kong does a fatality on Mechagodzilla. I, yeah. I like that. You know, he like chop, he does the, he chops him into bits so that he yanks mm-hmm. out his head. Um, he loves his decapitations. Yeah, he likes to. He pulls off the head of that lizard thing and, and drinks mm-hmm. drinks from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, he mostly is just a sad Kong. Um, yeah, that's maybe it. Um, I like how. Oh no! You know, I do like that Godzilla just wrecks King Kong most of the time. I think that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. <laughs> so you know, they didn't do some sort of like. Oh no! Look, King King Kong really can take on Godzilla. I mean, they have him, like, beat him up for a second after he has a magic axe. axe. <laughs> a magic axe that has, like, a Godzilla on the ground or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was talking- <laughs> I, I don't really know what that whole thing was about. <laughs> I was talking to a coworker today, and he was just, like, saying he watched this movie yesterday. We're recording on Thursday. It just came out yesterday. This episode's coming mm-hmm. out in two days from now. And we're recording on April's Fools. So all of our opinions on this yeah. is actually the opposite of what we felt like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Believe that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. He's saying believe it. So do you believe it? Because it's April Fool's Day. Yeah. Or is it an April truth? <laughs> the April harsh, harsh truths. <laughs> <laughs> it's Arbor Day. Um, it's it's he, he was he was just like he was just thought it was so funny like the axe I didn't even realize but it's like a Godzilla scale you know but he's yeah. oh it is but he's just like he's like he's like yo so Godzilla's Godzilla's ancestors are like tradesmen and they made axes and stuff and got <laughs> King Kong is just an, a doofus basically who can't build anything like he, I love that theory that no Godzilla's ancestors made that because axe. where does the giant axe come from otherwise I didn't think about that so shout well, out the, the Spencer for bringing it. that up 
Yeah, the... well, I, I think the point is the Kongs are supposed to be intelligent. Yeah, but monkeys in don't make way. axes. Yeah, but it's like simple tools. Yeah, well, they, they also make axes. Other statues of like King Kongs, right? Because they showed like a statue of a King Kong mm-hmm. falling over after Godzilla. Was... Oh, I do also like that. After all this work to get into the center of the earth, Godzilla just blasts a big hole. Um, <laughs> it just drills in. And, and then, you know, they have like no problem getting out. Mm hmm. <laughs> Like, oh. That gravity flux was a big deal, and then it's not. And, and it was like a portal when they went in from inside, but when when Godzilla does it, it's just a big hole. They can like look down in and just see them. Yeah, King Kong can just see him <laughs> from like you. so far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's like really supposed to be I don't know halfway through Earth or something, but in, instead it's just like you can just like look right out. It's like oh, look inside. There's this big jungle down there. I really like that, honestly, that now there's just a big hole in Hong Kong, I believe, is where they are when that takes oh, yeah. place. Yeah, Hong Kong. And so just Hong Kong destroyed. is this wonderful attraction where they can take an elevator down to the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah, but nobody is injured in Hong Kong, apparently, because the biggest problem... Nobody? The biggest problem is that Godzilla <laughs> killed eight people, but then once he's in Hong Kong, <laughs> nobody gets hurt, apparently. Right. Yeah, dear God. Those built, like They just immediately chuck everyone into buildings. Everything gets like completely destroyed but they all got into the shelters you know mm, that's right they definitely have procedure from the beginning of the movie with like a kaiju's attacking everyone single file line stay calm you can't say kaiju Don't i'm say sorry titan. Yeah, you have to say titan because i guess they just like is kaiju licensed or something like i mean legendary is the company for this and pacific rim so why can't you just say kaiju like titan just is not i don't think it i don't know they just it doesn't work. I don't like it. And there's a comic where they're, they're, they literally say kaiju too. So I'm like, I don't think it's a <laughs> trademark term. It, it's it's always weird. And Apex mm-hmm. Titan, it just sounds weird. All those things sound it weird. Does. He's an Apex Predator. How come they didn't have uh, <laughs> Edward Cullen in this movie? Uh, he he ripped them apart. That's why. Yeah, it would be a he's contest. an Apex Predator. So yeah. But a positive thing, um, Tyler. Do you want? Do you have positive things? Um, I like that King Kong's in the Hunger Games in the beginning, right? <laughs> he, he breaks the big thing, like TikTok. The arena's he, a clock. Yeah, he breaks the ceiling. Uh, I like to see Damien Bashir. I like him as an actor. I he's in Hateful Eight and Alien Covenant. Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I like it. <laughs> uh. Julian Dennison, I like him a lot, but he's kind of wasted in this movie. He's the kid mm-hmm. who like can do HTML code, but yeah. can't do anything uh, else. Does not have a lot. And to then do. he cracks the code by spilling alcohol on the thing. Yeah. So yeah. What what did that do? It just broke everything. Broke I guess. Apparently. Yeah. And it like yeah. stunned Mechagodzilla it's, for like half a yeah, second it's like, or something because it's not like they were controlling it. It's just like really. Yeah lazy writing yeah that, i don't know Cameron, that's a good point because he's gained sentience he shouldn't be controlled by anything other than himself like i thought they were gonna try and like i don't know admin password hack it back or something that was like their idea but it's like oh I, i've got an idea just break break this machine yeah <laughs> it's like okay now you broke that machine good job <laughs> i guess i'd like it at least if if it was like a password that was built on the character of like damien Bashir's character or something but yeah, that'd be funny. Like Scotch, drunk at work. <laughs> yeah. How about a drink? Drunk at work, one, two, three, exclamation mark. <laughs> drunk at work, one, two, three, exclamation <laughs> Oh, the password was just Mechagodzilla. 
that's not a robot Godzilla. That's a mecha god. I forget what he says. But they, like he corrects. They they call him Robo Godzilla. He says it's Mecha yeah, Godzilla. Robo, Robo. <laughs> um, hmm, what else do I like? Uh, I mean, the fights themselves, I think, are are good. Um, I think the mm-hmm. first one, it's just like a really weird setting to have it in the middle of the ocean because, of course, Kong's gonna get wrecked, but. No, he um, gets destroyed. But I like... Yeah, yeah, he just starts drowning. Yeah, I kind of like that because it's just like, well, yeah, obviously Godzilla can just drown you. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of liked the first fight. I'm trying to be positive, but I still have my qualms about how fast Godzilla moves in this. Because especially in the yeah. first movie, he moves like like as I think he would, being so like big and like he has such mm-hmm. big legs and everything. I He wouldn't... Yeah. Him and Mechagodzilla are just running at each other so fast that I just feel like they would just level everything just by like running through it. Right. So. Well, they do. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. He like looks like he moves as fast as Kong or something. I'm just like, yeah, he does. Kong's speed should be a big advantage, and that speed should make him shorter than Godzilla or like less in stature. But he's just as big, so they kind of have to equal the playing ground in that yeah. sense. I still think King Kong should have had a big, should have had a big handgun. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go. <laughs> like he has, a, he has a full like army of Apex making him a weapon. If he had a big like laser gun to get like range on godzilla in addition that'd be pretty rad (laughs) i like that king kong like has like learns language and stuff and he's getting smarter i think that's a good Mm -hmm. like um addition but it's like i was talking to cameron the other day we were talking about like the original king kong versus godzilla like the 1963 one and how because i forgot the exact like outcome and king kong wins because he has a monkey brain as opposed to like a lizard brain like godzilla he's like a lot smarter so he's not really yeah. strong and doesn't have fire breath or anything, but he ends up winning because he like outsmarts Godzilla. And it's like, oh yeah, that'd be cool if there was more like that in this. But it's really just like two big guys like mm-hmm. whacking each other up yeah. to the point where like God or King Kong's like wrecked at the end, and then they have to like electrocute him with the I don't know the ship. The ship. Yeah, they like just blow it up, and that restarts his heart, and now he's good as new. Yeah, and it's just like and I like, I fine. get even I'll even buy them like restarting the heart, but it's like his ribs were like destroyed from Godzilla stomping him <laughs> yeah. probably. So, um, oh, positive. I do like that he resets his shoulder by just ramming into the. Video. Yeah, that's mm. good. That is. Yeah, that good. was great. Yeah. <laughs> That whole fight, I'm really psyched over. I was honestly screaming on my couch. I mean, like, when mostly when Godzilla was winning, be like, "Get him, get him!" <laughs> like he's on all fours, running towards him. I was like, "Yes, yes!" King Kong getting knocked out and then them restarting his heart. I think was also in the original one, oh. but I think yeah, it's like a bolt of lightning restarts his heart and then he, <laughs> it, it it like gives him extra power and then you know he like tackles Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's arms are definitely, like, even bigger now. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. But I like how King Kong, just in the 60s one, he just drinks a bunch of, uh, like, (laughs) berry juice or whatever, which makes him fall asleep, and that's how they transport him. He he just likes getting (laughs) drunk off the berry juice. Oh, hey, there you go. In this one, I don't think they even show him, like, getting knocked out or anything. He's just on the boat all of a sudden. Knock him out off screen. That's a big threat to Godzilla, this guy, who they just can knock out at any time they want. They do so much to build up Kong as a reasonable adversary to Godzilla. I feel like that's what this movie is honestly about in hindsight, is it's just about building up King Kong to be able to fight Godzilla. 
where it's like he's a former king of like this underground like world. His people are like have like a rivalry with Godzilla. He has this like Godzilla scale axe that his people made, and he's a king of like the underground city world place. And he's beaten one monster, and yeah, he's definitely yeah, it's, it's, the I, protagonist in this movie. Like he has the most screen time. <laughs> mm-hmm, he definitely does. He's got genetic memory. <laughs> he's got genetic. But he so thoroughly gets squashed, I feel like, in every fight. Even when he wins, I'm like, he didn't really win that fight because Godzilla gets up. It's not even a round. Well, I mean, I don't think, like, yeah, it's like, of course Godzilla's going to win. I don't think that's really the competition. Yeah. But it's like, it's to the point where they go to the, like, Hollow Earth. Hey, that's more conspiracy stuff. Um, <laughs> they go to the Hollow Earth, and uh, he's fighting, like, one monster there and almost dies until the ship helps out. I'm yeah. like, all right, like, come on now. I... I counted every fight he's in, he only wins thanks to a human assist. Every single time, he only wins because of that. Godzilla never relies on people. He does it all by himself like a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think you like anything can... But then, like, Godzilla's getting wrecked by Mechagodzilla, but... What do you guys yeah. think of Mechagodzilla's yeah. design in this? Ew. Looks fine. I think it's okay. Uh, I saw this other design that made me forget about it completely on Twitter with like, hey, this is another concept design. He looks more like a sleeker like raptor design. And I was like, I like that way more than this <laughs> with like the weird big arms, I think is what really threw me. <laughs> I don't think I like that. Yeah, he is kind of like Reptar-ish or something. Yes, he <laughs> looks like Reptar. Thank you. I couldn't really place um, it, but yeah. he just looks he looks like a big toy. Feels, and so I was kind of like... I mean, eh. I get that that's a point. I think that like the design is mm-hmm. like he's like basically a prototype because they're still testing it out and everything. In oh, the movie, I mean, I'm assuming that's what the intention is, but it feels like very Terminator-ish to me, and it's like I get that too because mm-hmm. it ends up being like they're absolutely like the heel character if you're t- speaking like wrestling <laughs> terms. Um, yes, uh, but yeah, I, I like the original Mechagodzilla design so much, like from from the oh, original movies and stuff. That I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I wish it was like a little friendlier, but it's like I get it. It's like the villain; they're definitely the villain. Mm-hmm. So it's I get it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It was fine. Just, he's my third favorite kaiju, even though he probably doesn't count because he's just a giant robot monster. Um, he can, so you can play as him in the video game. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I would always do the robot fingers with like and destroy all monsters. Yeah. I do this all the time. You see what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Like with like his finger rockets, I blast oh, yeah. out of his back and fingers. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. That I do that a lot. That was <laughs> that would be probably my biggest complaint with the design in this one was that it just was sort of plain. Right, instead of having funny things like finger missiles, you know, mm-hmm. he just had like back missiles. That's standard. Yeah, like I, mouth laser. I love okay. the afterburners he has, though. That's oh. awesome. That allowed him like shoot across the mm-hmm. field really fast, so we can outpace both of them. Like that's really cool. Yeah, it's like I almost wish it was yeah. like more sleek than Godzilla, because Godzilla's like so like uh, chonky, basically. That's just like yeah. if it was yeah, a little sleeker and faster, that'd be cool. But I get how it's just trying to be. Because it's like, okay, so it's just Godzilla, but better because it has missiles and stuff. But um, <laughs> got missiles, got a jet boost. Its laser is more powerful because it's powered from the life force of the Earth from Final Fantasy, the spirits within. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of mana. <laughs> it is really cool that when they're both, when Kong and Godzilla are both fighting Mechagodzilla, Mechagodzilla's like holding them off for like two seconds and then King Kong just mm. cuts it down with the axe. It's like, all right, that axe is really strong. The supercharged yeah. axe because it gets powered up. Oh yeah, by Godzilla, by Godzilla. yeah, it's like an Avengers combo. 
Avengers <laughs> always have these team up moves and stuff. So, um, yeah, Godzilla looks over at him and says, "You really can't win by yourself ever, can you?" And he breathes his atomic breath on the axe. <laughs> They needed each other. They did need each other in the end. And in the end, Kong lays down his axe and is like, I guess you win, Dad. <laughs> He's just so exhausted. They just look at each other meaningfully and then walk away. Oh, I, I took Kong's dropping of his weapon as a sign of surrender. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to. But I mean, Godzilla also, he didn't even want to kill him. He was just like, respect, man. And it's just like, I almost wish yeah. they didn't have to resurrect King Kong. Like, he was just like down for a little bit because... Yeah, they're like, oh, he's gonna die, and I'm like, I don't know. It seemed like Godzilla didn't even want to kill him. He just wants to be. No, Godzilla just has to be like the main, the main man. He's like, I'm in charge. You just got here. Like, please don't come at the king. <laughs> I did like that when he screamed in his face for a long time, and Kong like takes it, and he's like, well, I'm gonna scream too. Right. <laughs> I wrote in my notes: Is this movie pro conspiracy theory? This is horrifying. I, 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 I wrote that like a bunch of times about how this movie's pro conspiracy theory. And I'm just like, is life just a joke? <laughs> like, our culture is so, like, American culture is so conspiracy theory, like, driven now. And it's just like, yeah, okay, this kind of, like, are they catering to those people? Like, I don't under, like, am I just overthinking this? Yes, probably. Right. But it's also just like, <laughs> well, it's you like, can't I just get how... say everything is, like, fine because it, oh, it's a dumb, like, they just fight, so don't worry about it. It's like, alright, well then why did you put this in the movie in the first place? Like, right. there's intention mm-hmm. behind everything. It's like, I get how the conspiracy theorist type character, you know, it has been sort of like a standard you know, hero because it's like, ah, oh, they're independent, they think differently, they don't like you know, I don't know, follow like the trends or whatever, or mm-hmm. you, know, they're, you know, they're thinking more originally, but it's like now in this time where we've seen a bunch of conspiracy theorists, like literally wreck havoc, um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's it's time to like retire that for at least a little bit. <laughs> I'd like that because <laughs> it's it's now just seeming like oh, like the people who are really helpful, but they're not. I mean, they're not really helpful, so I don't I don't know. Uh, it's like oh yeah, don't get a vaccine either. <laughs> He's yeah, not- I also prefer if the guy was like an undercover journalist, like espionage, like doing that kind of thing, and like just being undercover in this facility and like. Maybe he has like an actual like journalistic. Maybe he's preparing to like release his podcast thing. But like Millie Bobby Brown reads all his articles on the internet or something like that. Like that'd be a lot more, I think, compelling. He works like an official news source might be good. <laughs> yeah, like earlier when he was talking about the the apple and everything, I thought, okay, all right. Like he he's just saying like conspiracy theorist gibberish. That's like making the guy leave so then he could do that. But then it's just like nah. He he also again takes his showers in bleach or whatever. Yeah, speaking of our conspiracy theorist, man, I just wanted to bring up really fast, there's a moment when they're all at the dining room table, like, first, like, meeting up Millie Bobby Brown, him and her friend, where he brings up his dead wife for no reason, (laughs) and it leads to nothing. It just doesn't matter at all. Hey, what, what you got in there? Yeah, it's like, oh, my dead wife gave me this flask. It's like, no, no. That doesn't matter, and it has no bearing on the plot or the character. Is it supposed it to be literally... like, oh, it explains why he's a conspiracy theorist? Because like, if he had his wife still, he wouldn't be, but it's still just like, I don't care. As he fa- still as sucks. As far as I know, he was always like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, like, I'm like, she she escaped is what happened. She got away. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, it's all interpretation, sure. It's all personal yeah. interpretation, but like for me, I feel like it would be like, oh, when she died, he just like went a little... Uh, off the deep end you know and uh but still it's just like i don't like that character anymore it's like he's still you know whatever it's very strange 
now that he's he's whistleblowed this, now he's gonna again infect you with COVID. Yeah, <laughs> infect you with COVID. I had a little theory in my own head watching this where he first sees the Mecha Godzilla part. I think it's the actually the eye of the monster. Mm-hmm. But I honestly thought it was some kind of like. I, at first, I was like, oh, this is Mechagodzilla's heart. And then I have my note, oh, maybe it's a kaiju agitator. Like, maybe that's, like, the source of his power and why he just make Godzilla just go crazy. Yeah. And maybe he'll use that in the fight and, like, turn Godzilla against Kong. And that's what he's doing. Like, how doing. does Godzilla... I mean, that's kind of how Godzilla works anyways. But it's just, like, why does Godzilla mm-hmm. know to attack this facility? But it's also just, like, he just yeah. has gut instinct, too. Because that usually happens. But I will say... Uh, there's some sound effects whenever Mechagodzilla is there that sounds a lot like the King of Monsters um, sonar thing. Like, did you ever hear like the, the ka-choom, ka-choom? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it sounds a lot. And so I thought that was going to come into play. Like they somehow copied that and was using it to like annoy Godzilla or like just send him on like frenzy mode. And I was like, no, okay. We just kind of drop all that stuff. Like, what's the point of having other movies and pulling from existing lore? Right? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Hey, here's two more positives I like. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, you. you know, he's one of the main characters. Um, mm-hmm. He usually plays just kind of like buff, quiet dudes who are very mm-hmm. serious, intense, or sometimes murderers. Um, <laughs> he's the son of Stellan Skarsgård, who I like a lot. And, um, yeah. you know, his brother is Bill Skarsgård, who was Pennywise in the movies. Uh, you, yeah, usually he plays kind of boring characters to me, honestly. Uh, and I like him more in this because he's trying to do something else. It feels like he's channeling his dad, especially like yeah. Stellan Skarsgård in, in the Avengers movies, uh, especially the first mm-hmm. one, Dr. <laughs> Zelvig, I think, where he just mm-hmm. like gets con- mind controlled by Loki and he's just like running around naked, like <laughs> trying to build the thing or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. I, or I, I forget which movie he's naked in, but it's always... I, I think is that, that Thor? Yeah, it's one of the Thors. <laughs> But he's also, yeah, I think it's after that. Um, but I like I like the bit where um, the girl calls him a coward, and then in the end he kneels down and says, "You are very brave." And the subtitle is just "coward." Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just thought, why did why did they say he was a coward at the beginning? He was afraid of Kong. But I mean, <laughs> what sensible person wouldn't be? Right, it's like she's just like instinctively, this guy is a coward. It's like. Okay, and then we'll bring this back. I mean, I guess he has good memory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't know that he was openly mocked and he looked like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. So he did, he learned that earlier from her? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, 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 does, she calls him a coward and he sees her Okay, that makes that. more sense because he, I, I missed the first part of that joke. So I thought it was just uh, like, okay. uh, yeah. it, so it is her joke. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this yeah, because... Yeah, it's the payoff to the joke. No, he's not calling her a coward and misusing it. He... She, because the the lady tells him that means you're very brave. Yeah. Goes, oh, okay. Right. That makes more sense because I thought he was just using the wrong word, and it's just like okay, <laughs> just like no. making it okay. Like, <laughs> no, he's not just stupid. It's the payoff to the yeah. joke. Um, Kaylee Hoddle, the little girl, um, who is like she's the character that interacts with Kong a bunch. Um, I mean, she's mm-hmm. really good in this movie. Yeah, she did great. Um, I think they overdid it a little bit with the sound effects. Anytime she has this like a scene communicating with Kong where it's like they do all like the audio like like it goes like mute but you can still hear like rumbles and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's like we get I don't know, it just felt like a little A lot. Yeah, excessive. it just felt excessive where it's just like, Yes, we understand she's like a deaf character and a deaf actor. Like we understand, like you don't like I don't know. It just felt like, right, like I thought they're gonna 
I thought they were gonna strap her to a baby Bjorn around Kong <laughs> for like in the fight, siding <laughs> to him, go left, and being like Shaw, like a rancor or something. <laughs> yes, like she rides him like a rancor. I guess it felt a little demeaning, but I'm probably just like I get it because yeah. they just want to have a bunch of sound effects in this movie because it's a big old movie. Mm. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, the backstory with her is that everybody else on the island of Skull Island died from a storm, even though they had that giant freaking wall Fortress. that protected them against king kong they all died from a storm yeah that was stupid yeah. i was like i literally have my notes they're all dead really they're all dead but king kong saved her kong didn't out maybe she just survived like maybe he just doesn't care like kong doesn't care he can't be our apex hero of earth he doesn't give a shit well he cares a lot more for humans than godzilla does godzilla's whole thing is that he needs to put humans in check and king kong cares about like likes humans to an extent i guess because his whole family is dead and his humans he's like maybe these humans are my new family but then the humans just and he's openly controlled the humans by just them. lie to him and saying hey maybe your family is in the center of the earth and he just like gets excited and runs down there it's like hey cool you just lied and like or gaslighting king kong to it's suck. like the tigger movie all over again the what the tigger movie <laughs> please explain it's been a while since i've seen it in the tigger movie the wonderful winnie the pooh sequel i suppose Tigger is told that his family exists in this tree, his family tree. But when he gets there, it's barren and empty, and he learns that he's still the only one. Yeah, I remember that movie being bleak. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the most wonderful thing. Tigger says, I'm the only one. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm the only one. So, yeah, that's the, how the end of the Tigger movie goes. But, you know, then he's, it's a friendship, and he finds his friends. Like, my friends are my family. That's my thing. Kong learns that humans lie to me, and the only one I can trust is this little girl. Yeah, I would say, like, oh, maybe Godzilla's his friend now. It's like, no, they're kind of just, like, two co-workers co-workers that kind of get along with each other sometimes. (laughs) They gave each other the nod, so they're they're pals. Who is Godzilla's friend at this point? Like, he goes home, and, like, he sits alone and, like, broods, I guess, or sleeps. He likes it. Yeah, he just sleeps. Yeah. Like, it might be a little sad. Like, maybe he should call Kong and they should hang out and get, like, a smoothie or something or hit up Mothra and do whatever they do, but... Yeah. Hey, you want to destroy some power plants? Yeah, yeah sounds good. Sounds good, dog. And we can talk about our feelings and how humans are stupid sometimes. And Kong's like, and maybe I can tell you how they're good at other times. And Godzilla will be like, I guess I can be open to listening, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess we're... Godzilla's like, my arm's too short to do signs. <laughs> He has, like, three fingers. He goes... (laughs) I guess King Kong is, like, right there, so that's why he's helping. But I'm like, oh, yeah, there are a bunch of other titans that are just, like, chilling around, like... Yeah. Like Methuselah. Remember Methuselah, everybody? Or, uh... I heard about that in the podcast. Or Skilla. You know, Skilla, like, from the the Odyssey? (laughs) That's a titan. Where are they? I don't know. Godzilla keeps them in check. They're not doing anything. This isn't Godzilla versus Kong versus a bunch of other guys. Godzilla versus Kong versus Sinbad. <laughs> the comedian? No, Sinbad's another hero. Sinbad the sailor. Yeah. Sinbad has to animated? get the uh he has to get the Turbo Man doll from Godzilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you guys remember the animated movie Sinbad? The Adventures of Sinbad, I believe is what it's called. Uh I've only ever seen the beginning of it. Oh, it's really cool. I like that movie a lot. Isn't, like, Brad Pitt Sinbad? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And it was, like, a huge commercial flop. <laughs> yeah, I think it made, like, right? $2. And yeah. It, 
it was like the reason why they stopped doing animated things. like ha- yeah hand drawn animation stuff for a while. Yeah, it really breaks my heart because I actually do like that movie a lot. Yeah, I remember at the beginning going, "Hey, this is pretty good," and then for some reason I had to pause it, and then <laughs> I never got back to it. It's cool. I enjoyed it. I remember liking it. It's kind of similar animation to Prince of Egypt. Ooh, that's yeah. something I've been wanting to see a lot for a while too. Oh, you should watch Prince of Egypt, dude. That's that. See, the music in that is kick ass. <laughs> And one of the co-directors of Shrek directed that movie. Co-directed yeah. That. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say about this movie? Oh, I mean, I just wanted to go back to what was up with the whole, like, King Kong's land in the middle in, in Hollow Earth. That, like, again, there were like a there was like a King Kong statue. There was also like a, I don't know, maybe a statue of like a hand, you know, that he like jumped to, or maybe it just kind of vaguely looked like a yeah hand. i thought it was like a, i thought it was gonna become a a monster like mm. i thought it'd be a rock monster that like becomes alive and then he'd be like oh and like fall down or something but it was just nothing yeah just to show that there are other giant sentient beings other than like gross predators maybe other kind creatures peaceful things live here as well like that'd be honestly super <laughs> cool if like it rose out and just looked at him and then like kept going like that'd be awesome the rock monsters from never be... ending story yes that that would be cool if they showed like more interesting things and said all they did was show like some crabs. Yeah, crabs and iguana. Lizard. Yeah, that one part though I liked a lot. I'm like, ooh, I want to go <laughs> check this place out. Like they they added something, but yeah, I wanted more of that. The way, I want more species. The way like it emotionally would have worked for me, I guess, is like, I mean, I wasn't expecting this, but it would be like, okay, obviously Kong can't be Godzilla, but what if his family he actually did find some other monkeys down there. Ooh. And they all teamed up yeah. like the DK crew, and they yep. all went and fought Godzilla <laughs> together. And that's the only way they won yeah. is by them banana all just slam. Them. Yeah, they all banana slam uh, <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> and uh, Diddy Kong shoots him with his like peanut gun or whatever. <laughs> well, like, or if, I don't know if there was some sort of realization more than just like, oh look, he's got an axe. Yeah. He's got an axe, and, and they put that axe into the ground, and it, like, powers everything up, and then, like, destroys the place or something. I don't understand uh, what it does. He just puts it down, and then Godzilla senses that it's there. I'm like, uh, what, right. what did this but do? It, like, it starts powering the things up. There's, like, an axe-shaped spot, and then, like, you know, the, the ground around, like, King Kong's little throne thing looked like a Godzilla. Yeah. But I was just like, what? what is what is this? I thought... If anything, they were like, oh, they're at war. Why would the, the ground around his throne look like a Godzilla? Maybe to, like, show... Maybe it's out of the carcass of a Godzilla to show, like, we are masters of these creatures during, like, their Kong-Godzilla war. <laughs> right, and then because it's like, ah, oh, they've just been fighting, it's just like, okay, so the Godzillas used to also be in a hollow earth and they were fighting King yeah. Kongs? yeah. It must have been really something to see. I mean, I guess it, it's just that sort of thing. I shouldn't be thinking about it. But I was just like, when, when it got to that part, I was just kind of going like, what is all this? And then they just were like, oh, we found the energy. Now let's email it to them. And then they were like, oh, good. Now we know what, how to how to figure out the energy. We figured it out now. Yeah. I thought they needed like a sample or, or like something like a conduit. But they're just like, oh, no, just send us an email of what the energy looks yeah. like. And they're like, oh, sweet. Okay. Just airdrop it. It's blue. Me, bro. <laughs> Airdrop this new energy source to me. Yeah, dude. I can just replicate it by like looking at the email and dragging and dropping it. <laughs> right. It was just like, well, you know, that seemed. And also, I don't even know really why they even needed King Kong to begin with. They they wanted him to lead the way back to this mm. gigantic 
mountain in the middle. I think they could have figured it out. Yeah, they didn't even need him because they could have just built <laughs> no. the, the, the the ship that they had in the first place. Like, but we need King Kong to just fall into a hole on accident. They needed big monkey <laughs> arms to pick up the axe. Yeah, they're constantly just tricking him throughout this movie. <laughs> Connery, I found my great intro that was at the bottom of my notes, that, and it wasn't in bold, so I missed it. Oh, cool. What was it? Tyler, King Kong's beard, dennering. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I was really pleased when I saw the the skull. What were they called? Skull something or others? Skull crawlers. Thank you, skull crawlers. Yeah. And they were eggs, and I got really upset at first. I was like, "No, I want nothing to do with these things I, unless they update the design. I really don't want to see them or have them maybe a big part of the movie." And then they were just fodder from Mecha Godzilla, and that made me happy. In my notes, I'm very excited at this point, being like, "Yes, yes, yes!" And especially when I when I see that the the bodyguard guy can like jack into mecha godzilla i was like yes this is very much my deal finally and then as the movie goes on i go oh oh he doesn't get to do anything oh he just he just dies that sucks well, at least he lets out a nice ah as he lasers the thing in half ah <laughs> he goes ah tasty there are some like little micro things like in the fights that i like a lot that yeah. i wish they they uh, followed through with uh, more. Like I think um, I'm trying to think of any like iconic Godzilla stuff. He really just kind of charges his blast up a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah he can just use it all the time, and it's like the yeah. most I've ever seen him use it. Mm. Um, I feel like it should take more effort to do that. Like it needs a recharge time or something. Yeah, there is one point where King Kong grapples Godzilla's jaw and like tries to rip it, like the classic mm-hmm. King Kong mm-hmm. thing. He does that in every single King Kong movie. Yep. Uh, that I can think of is that maybe not the 70s one, but he's like, you know, they tries to pull the jaw like in the T-Rex and stuff like on Skull Island and mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually like rips it and then like plays with the jaw after like plays with his, yeah. his prey or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always really like that. So it's like, oh, seeing him do that, I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. And then when he goes and fights Mechagodzilla and like kills him, he just like rips out his whole spine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I would have yeah. enjoyed it more as a character beat if he like played with the, the jaw. Because that's just such yeah. an iconic King Kong thing. <laughs> I kind of almost, I really, what I kind of wanted to happen was like Godzilla, like Mecha Godzilla charging up his beam and him like opening the mouth and like having to actually like break it in half and the beam like shooting up into like the sky as he like moves away. Would be kind of cool, but you know. Yeah. Well, he kind of does that already. Yeah, he lifts good. it up, doesn't he? Yeah, he lifts it up. But the, yeah, there's no like big epic like Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla's dead beam. It's just kind of like he has the spine and oils coming out and he's like, killed him throw it away yeah i guess like at this point there's a bunch of stuff i could argue that i think is lame but everyone would just be like well i mean just the argument against it basically not everybody but the argument against it basically is like oh they're just big monsters fighting don't worry about it i'm like yeah but like i don't know like why is mecha godzilla's beam stronger than godzilla's beam because mecha godzilla is not only godzilla's equal but also his superior (laughs) is that a line (laughs) yes yeah <laughs> the corp, the boss man says he's his superior, and then he goes dreepy. But I like that he says he's not just his equal, but his superior. It's just like you don't have to mention he's equal. Then what if yeah. you're gonna say he's not equal? I guess this like is the ultimate Americanization of of uh, kaiju movies, where it's it's just uh, you it's know it's like fight. oh don't worry about it, it's just two big monsters fighting. I'm like uh, like there's no message in this movie at all, mm-hmm. and it's just like. 
I don't need it to be about the nuclear bomb. Like, I don't need it to be 1954, like, OG Godzilla. But, like, at least say something about something. Like, Yeah, have something it, to say. It's, a, it's all an allegory to an extent. And it's just, it feels very studio notey. Um, very, like, oh, we just need something to please everybody. It's just big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like, let's bring back cinemas in a way. Yeah, it's a big popcorn movie. But, like, <laughs> coming hot off of, uh, I think earlier that week I watched Another Round. Yeah, and that movie is about a lot of different things that I really, really enjoyed. And then watching this, where it's like it's about nothing but like monster fight. Yeah, right. My little summary note at the end just says doesn't have any themes. I guess this movie isn't going to have any themes. It's Godzilla versus Kong. That's the theme. <laughs> yeah. That's the theme. <laughs> Do you think Mads Mikkelsen could beat uh, King Kong uh, <laughs> if he drank enough? <laughs> Yeah, he has to have 0.5% alcohol content. Exactly. He has to maintain it throughout the whole fight. And then we have to have, what a night, what a beautiful, beautiful night, <laughs> playing the entire time. Check out another round, everybody. It's great. Uh, that movie's fantastic. I recommended it to, like, Grace and Jose. I, th- I saw it on Monday, and I saw them, and they're like, what'd you do? I'm like, I watched another round. Everyone should watch another yeah, round. It's so good. Uh, I got. Right, I'll past, take that down. I haven't seen it. I got past guest Caprice to watch it because I said it's better than Sideways. Ooh, he's like, wow, excuse me, because Sideways is uh, platinum tier. I feel like if we ever update our, uh, it's not a franchise, but I feel like if we updated our cover image of the franchise, maybe we should do some kind of Sideways homage picture. Might be kind of fun. <laughs> that would be great, but uh, Lily would also be really mad because if she ever made a podcast, I bet that's what her picture would be. Uh, okay, we won't do that then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I say, I, I do like my, I, I love my. <laughs> we would be them. I'm excited about that. We would be them. But ex- instead, them. it would be uh, me as Rhino and you as Sandman. <laughs> oh no, no, the opposite, <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> I Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a little jealous you get to be cooler than me, but whatever. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's probably true in real life. <laughs> I mean, we want to say I am the Apex podcaster. No, I just mean they both are... That's <laughs> the, the, the point of Sideways. At least Paul Giamatti's yeah, life isn't that messed up. Like, I feel like... Yeah. yeah. They're both a mess in Sideways. I meant more actor-wise. I think the other guy's cooler than Paul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paul, Paul is the Kong of the two. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> uh, I like it when the somebody says we need we need to create a big enough charge to, and then Alexandra Skarsgård just says light up Las Vegas for a week, and then she just looks at him as if like confused, kind of, and it's just <laughs> like, yeah, why would you just like finish a sentence like that really quick? Yeah, he's like, all I do is remember callbacks. All I do is remember Kopa. This is all about the payoffs right now. It just made me think of Arrested Development when it's just like, it's as if we finished each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> it's just like, uh, that's not exactly what I was thinking. Like, that's a really specific, like, reference that you're making, but sure. Cameron, when you were talking about uh, this movie has no theme other than monsters fighting each other, which I do agree. It still makes me reminiscent of when I was in college and I took a film class from uh, from my professor. I think it was, it was I remember his last name was his first name was Reed. Reed. It was not Reed Richards. He's not Mister Fantastic. You don't have <laughs> to say his name. name it's fine. Okay, yeah, but so I anyway, we'll cut that out. So my film professor, my <laughs> writing professor at the time, 
taught, he had a whole book that was just called The Plot Never Matters. And the book was literally just about have a strong theme and the plot will kind of evolve from that. And your movie will always have at least something to say at its core. And I was like, that is really, really, really smart. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. Yeah. So. And then also that, everybody, everybody disrespected that screenwriting teacher and never showed up to class because he's like, you oh. know, it's fine. I know you're busy and stuff. And like, he was so up. kind. Like he was one of the kindest men I think <laughs> I've met in a long, in, in a while at the time. And he was just a super laid back dude. And people were like, oh, I didn't do my homework. And being like, that's okay. I understand. Like it's all good. It's not a big priority. And me and me being like, it's a big priority for me. I wrote a seventy page script. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote some great next generation episodes uh, star trek yeah. next generation so that's Ooh. cool <laughs> mm-hmm. but i i do like his advice a lot in that regard i and that's why i kind of carry in, in my own heart to be like if i don't have something to say about a sub about something there's really no point in writing a story about it yeah i mean i just feel like at least you know with, with some themes, it's like sometimes it's just fun thinking about what it is. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, e- even if there's like, obviously, when there's lots of interpretations, it can also be even more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it's just like, I don't, it wasn't really about anything. It's just like, well, then it just ends there. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's it. Like, uh, you know, I, I've seen some, some reviews talk about this. Maybe they're just like, yeah, it w- it's fun. And then you forget it as soon as it's over. It's like, it's not that fun, but also, yeah, you, it's easy to forget as soon as it's over because there's nothing to think about. You're maybe like, if I, I had to, I liked maybe if I had to try, plot. Maybe if I tried really, really hard to think of a theme for this movie, I'd be like, it's about male machismo, and it's all about, like, no. how male characters can't <laughs> coexist together when one has to be always better than the other, and reptile brain kind of thing, but I don't even, I think I'm over exaggerating right, yeah. it sounds stupid coming out of my mouth There's an- and don't make giant monster for no reason or godzilla <laughs> attack yeah, exactly. uh alexander skarsgård says a line that goes how's kong with heights and i can't help but think like that has to be like some weird dig at king kong right otherwise it's just like a right. joke that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah maybe with like him climbing a skyscraper in it's that like, case he's fine it's like oh yeah he's really good with heights <laughs> until he gets shot off of the building and then dies <laughs> like i don't know but also what's the point of him being good with it if you're just gonna drug him again <laughs> yeah i like how they get like 10 helicopters to just carry him uh like to antarctica yeah and i'm curious how come that just wasn't the game plan from like day one to like just like get a big plane and like charter him there if godzilla will sense yeah. you on the ocean one thing godzilla can't do is fly <laughs> yeah, he can't fly literally he's the one thing he can't do but like let's go on his home turf i'm sure everything will be fine he's never in the ocean <laughs> yeah don't worry he's not in these specific parts that we said that he's not in he can only get places in an instant and he can sense other kaiju wherever around the world <laughs> But except for if he's inside of like their biodome, right? If, if he's inside the biodome, then Godzilla can't sense King Kong. Oh, well, I feel like in that case, he's like he's imprisoned basically and doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, King Kong's imprisoned in the bi- biodome with Polly Shore. Polly <laughs> <laughs> Shore. But uh, hey, this this movie remind me of College too, but only just because when they showed that College, it was uh, that was at UC Berkeley. I could tell. Oh. Hmm. I was like, there's that life sciences building that I walked by, and I had, I think, one class there. Mm. There you go. That that was my highlight of, of that part before <laughs> they were like, well, actually, that was 
just after all the other my other favorite parts where they had things like the cuneiform tablet and they were like translation of this giant cuneiform tablet monsters battle underground (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's a there's a part in the opening credits i really really enjoy where it shows like godzilla's brackets and like all the monsters he's beaten but kong has only ever beaten the skull crawler so it has (laughs) like kind of fabergé like a random (laughs) bunch of monsters something like he has a bracket of one (laughs) yeah i like the little like versus thing in the beginning even though yeah that's totally right um Mm -hmm. I also like the also, uh, ancient tablet in in uh, the Snyder cut of <laughs> Dark Side. <laughs> it's really funny to me. I, uh, I haven't seen it. Oh man, is it in cuneiform? Yeah, I love me some. It's like an ancient Greek or something. <laughs> uh, also, that they showed the Godzilla's blood volume, but they didn't show King Kong's blood volume. That made me sad. Aww. Godzilla has five hundred thirty thousand gallons of blood. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. <laughs> there's a there's a moment Cameron have you heard of this comic called Ultra Mega? No. Nah, oh, I don't think so. Oh dude, you, I think you'd love it. It's sick as hell. It's a uh, by James Heron. He does the art and the writing for it. But there's a scene where it's kind of like based on, like Jet Jaguar dash like uh, mm-hmm. who's the other one Tyler like that's like a person that can get really big. Why am I spacing on it? Not Infra- Ultraman. Yeah, Ultraman. Thanks. I kept want to say Inframan because I like Super Inframan so much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's based on those characters like humans who can turn into big like humanoid things and fight kaiju. Uh-huh. And there's a moment where, like, the kaiju, like, slices the guy open, like, the big guy open, and blood just pours out and, like, floods the streets, and it's so (laughs) cool. (laughs) It's metal as hell. Oh, yeah. This definitely looks like something I'd really like. So, it's just like that where I'd really enjoy seeing that. Like, when Godzilla slices Kong's pecs open, I would like him, like, a waterfall of blood to come out on the street (laughs) level. Yeah. Because that's what it probably uh, would be like. (laughs) At least... Mecha Godzilla was full of like a bunch of like oily juice or something. <laughs> <Oily> <laughs> they didn't show it all. They didn't show it all on the floor, unfortunately. But he, they did show a bunch of it spraying out. He was full of blackberry delight juice. <laughs> Just to go also back to the their weird like height weight difference. They also showed King Kong at 158 tons and Godzilla at 164 thousand tons. <laughs> <laughs> That's very different. So, so I don't know. Even if King Kong got bigger, you know, I mean, I even like. He's still not even close. I'd like to no. see Kong jump like Hulk or something. That'd be cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Like him launch like himself across, across the... a continent. Because he's so big that gravity probably... Wait, well, gravity would just destroy him, wouldn't it? Because he's so big. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole thing about that is uh, yeah, he wouldn't be able to survive. Also, he'd be like incredibly hot, I think. <laughs> he would. It's just like way too much surface area or something. Yeah, I think he'd be more happy in a colder climate than his tropical climates. Like when he gets he to Antarctica, cold. he should be. He was cold. He was very unhappy. He was yeah. like, "I hate yeah. this." Yeah, and they're like, "He can't survive here." So you gotta throw him in the hole. You can't take. <laughs> I him don't back. really know why a gorilla can't. I mean, I guess if you put a gorilla in the Antarctic, I was thinking of a yeti. I <laughs> like, guess. Well, let's test. <laughs> yeah, let's not <laughs> test that. Nobody put gorillas in the Antarctic. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think of portal for some reason. Like that's a very aperture science thing. Just that we'll put a gorilla in the Antarctica and see what happens. On aperture science related, I when when they did show Mechagodzilla's eye or whatever, I was like, oh, it's the villain of Portal Two, whatever his name was. Wheatley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of looked like kind of looked like him. I agree. Yeah, that did look like that did look like that kind of design, the little circle. And how do you guys feel about Kong living in uh, the Hollow Earth at the end and not returning to Skull Island to rule his own little place? I feel like he's just going to die. 
Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's no just nothing down. Yeah, there. he's just gonna just sit like there. I like it when he was just sitting there with his axe, being like his belly out and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I wish he had a court of friends or something. Like he's actually a King Kong. But like yeah. he's gonna build some more statues of himself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's really vain. That's cool. I just hope he makes some friends because I just feel really bad for him. He's like, oh, like yeah. my my whole family's right. dead. I wish I could see them. The humans lied to me. It's like, yeah, I hope he makes friends. It'd be nice. Well, the little girl will visit him whenever she wants. They can just they can just take that thing down into there and. Or they can just jump down the, the hole. Yeah, that Godzilla made. It's easy. It doesn't matter. Now gravity's broken, apparently. I'm not sure how that affects the overall Earth, but apparently it doesn't. So I guess fine. King Kong can just jump through, but they have to invert gravity. The humans do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for whatever that means. I think there's a lot of high and stuff happening there that we just don't need to dive into. Low and stuff. <laughs> you know... I think I think there's I don't know how much more there is to say about the movie. Uh, you know, it's pretty forgettable, but fun. You know, when they get to the fights, I think it's probably a half yeah. hour too long. I mean, that's really easy mm-hmm. to say. I, it's at least fifteen minutes too long. There's too much human stuff that. going on. You know, Calm that's my thoughts on that. There's a really there's a review from a film critic that I like a lot that really it's talking about like the optics of this movie a lot and. Um, He's getting like a lot of heat for it, I think, in part just because yeah. people who are franchise fans yeah. just react to things very strongly. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he also gave it one ha- half a star out of four stars, which is not how Ooh. I feel, but it's more so the content of like what he's saying. Walter Cha on Film Freak Central, mm-hmm. uh, like his reviews a lot, but he's uh, basically just talking about like a lot of the optics in this movie, such as all of the native peoples of Skull Island just being wiped out by a storm. Yeah. Um, how the two main characters are white, and yet, like, all the others. Like, yes, there's a lot of diversity in this movie, but it's not the main characters. Mm. But, like, Brian Tyree Henry's character, both having an Asian accent through the door for some reason, and that's okay, and that's funny, I guess. Like, apparently. What was that? Man, wh- I missed that. When they're in the door, like, they're trying to get him, like, in, like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh right, okay, yes, yes, yes. And they're that like, "Hey, are you this guy?" He's like, "No, I'm Mister So and So." And it's just like he's definitely putting on an accent. It's like, oh, uh, that's not great. As well as like Walter Shaw points out, it's like, uh, like a like a black man showering in bleach, also not good. Like, and no, not good. Uh, yeah. The song in shackles, not good either. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, a literal digging a hole to China. <laughs> literally wow so there's a lot of stuff that's just like right there you know if you think about insightful. it insightful yeah yeah i forgot there was also a classic i just don't understand women joke right which part is that i, <laughs> I, I must have like, just zoned out i'm sure it's it was when they were sneaking into apex i think that's that's around where my notes say that yeah and then millie bobby brown's friend says women basically <laughs> oh yeah right yeah just like women it's like okay, Yikes. like that. All right, that Leon joke is already like way, way too old. <laughs> I, speaking of, I just want to say, Millie Bobby's brown father in this movie does not give a shit about where she is. Well, he shows no concern. He was on. At all. He was on set for one day, I bet. So yeah, I know. But <laughs> he's but like so the, the least inclo- least consequential character. It's like yeah, I, what I if I that know, was Brian Cranston? She has a active father who is like. In this first she's movie, like, I'm in Hong Kong. I'm in Hong Kong. He's like, "What? What? Where is You're... she? <laughs> Come on, answer. Like, Get off your damn podcast." 
And he's like, ugh, I don't care. Like, man, it doesn't matter. I have to lead Monarch now. Honey, get back home from Hong Kong. Don't do it again. Have eggs for me ready when I get home. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, there's other stuff he's saying, like, uh, how the, the axe is very, like, Rise of Skywalker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, a magical thing. Um, how the Japanese guy is the one piloting the mech. Um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's just, like, you know, there's more and more stuff, but... Um, I, I did write that part down. I said, that's what the Japanese guy is for. He's piloting the mech. <laughs> yeah, he should have been really, really cool. I was really excited, and I thought he'd be really integral and interesting, and he'd survive this movie even, but, you know, of course not. Can't have that. Right. But, yeah, I I, I just thought I was really excited for his character in general because I liked that he was, like, a super cool guy and pilot of, the, of Mechagodzilla. I just thought it'd be, you know, I just thought he'd be more interesting, and he was... It'd dead be, within 30 minutes it'd be cool at least if he was just like putting on the brain helmet just to like get really high or something in his off yeah. time that'd be fun <laughs> that'd be cool too it, it shows like yeah. it'd be like an aspect of the character like he is kind of corruptible that kind of thing so it's yeah. just he does it for the ride uh, or something he doesn't care about the yeah. science he's just like i just want to get in that mech i gotta get in that mech yeah it's like the feeling <laughs> of like my cerebral cortex jacking into mecha godzilla the, feeling yeah. of the power you get you don't know what it's like to be like omni to be like that insanely strong right i'm the only psychic person yeah i'm the only psychic person <laughs> yeah i mean esp is like a huge thing in the like basically any version of godzilla after like yeah. this like 70s onwards mm-hmm He's an esper. He's an esper. Esper. Are we are we doing final thoughts, Tyler? Anything anything else? Final thoughts. You know, I enjoyed the fights for the most part. I just wish it was more. And like, I like how much time we spend with with Kong a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I like that he's the protagonist. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, we've had we've had more. It kind of evens out the 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 load because it's like you know Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like he is. Mm-hmm. It's got his name like there. Right mm-hmm. there, and um, I'm glad we spent more time with King Kong. Uh, I wish it was more satisfactory with like just him as a character. If that's how much time we're going to spend, like I wish he found some sort of family semblance at the end. Mm-hmm. But then again, like it, the intention of this movie just seems kind of like studio noted and just be like, yeah, just let him fight. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like, all right, like yeah. how many kaiju movies have you guys seen? Like, there's usually a message and. I don't know. It just is really dumbed down. And I think overall as a franchise, um, it's really disappointing to me because I feel like it just progressively got worse because like, I really like the concepts of Godzilla 2014 and it Mm -hmm. feels like just the tone and style of that movie. I like a lot. I know not everybody does, but I like the seriousness of it and everything and even like the visual palette and stuff. And like, I'm fine with it getting more colorful, but like even Kong Skull Island has thematic resonance in it being or at least it attempts that you know with like vietnam Mm -hmm. allegories and stuff whether that works well or not king of the monsters continues those themes of like the original of godzilla 2014 of it being like you know nature being much more powerful than humans and like bow before godzilla basically yeah Uh, he's like the great regulator of of human power and everything it's like nope Mm -hmm. you're doing too much gotta go blow stuff up but Mm -hmm. but then it's also just like a fun beat-em-up monster thing i think like the human characters really like detract from the story and then it's the same thing here but it's just like there's just no theme like they've improved i think a lot with like the fights in this and um how the monsters look i guess i I, not not even i don't know i like how godzilla looks in the first movie a lot but 
In this movie, there's a shot especially where like, we're talking about he's definitely the antagonist. There's a shot, I think, in Hong Kong where Godzilla looks at Kong and he just looks like the villain. Like, he just looks yeah. more evil somehow. Yeah, he's real <laughs> mad. And um, mm-hmm. I I just think, like, this franchise completely changed in tone throughout just slowly but surely, probably by what the studio wanted, it seems. like to, And mm-hmm. it just feels totally inconsistent, but... Consistent in a way that it's just like slowly shifts into something else that I, I'm not a huge fan of, but I understand why other people are, you know, it just mm-hmm. felt like, like the 2014 version just felt like a really like impactful kind of film, especially for a blockbuster and just kind of ends up as this that doesn't really mean much. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, what did you guys think? Cameron, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I... Kind of thought, you know, I mean, I, I kind of went in thinking I wasn't really going to like it. Uh, maybe I wasn't that that bored watching it, so maybe that's a good sign. But maybe it was just because I was thinking it was fun to take little notes and think about being on this podcast. <laughs> so that, that part was fun. Yeah. So I got that enjoyment out of it. I just kind of thought the whole thing was just just a little weird. And then when I see that, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's the fights are, are really good or something. And it's sort of like, eh, you know, they're fine, I guess. I'm not like the biggest fan. I, I just wish it at least even tried to throw in some sort of theme. I mean, it's just, I just feel like it sort of tramples a little bit on like a Godzilla legacy mm. uh, of at least, I don't know, having something to talk yeah, it's about. Like, or like, even it's, if it's half-baked, just say something. Like there's so many lines of dialogue in this movie. It's like, I don't know, just say something. I may have, like, had a problem with the theming of Shin Godzilla, but at least they, like, <laughs> had something to say. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, this... I, I just felt, at the end of it, I was like, okay, that's over. That was a thing. It happened. <laughs> uh, and why did it play the air that I breathe at the end? Did that have anything to do with anything? Uh, Godzilla went underwater and he breathes underwater. I don't know. Right, I was like, and King Kong was drowning earlier? The air that he breathes is atomic breath. Uh, I don't know. That could work too. But yeah, maybe if yeah, maybe if there was just anything, yeah, like uh, King Kong having, like you said, like having some sort of family or any, even like if there were smaller apes in, <laughs> in, in their... Uh, Hollow Earth, Ooh, or just something, but it just seems like they tramp. He had like an army of, all through Hollow Earth. Yeah, he had like an army of monkeys yeah. with him, but they're like small monkeys to him. But they're like that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. The, they're right, like bigger like, uh, than they, humans. Yeah, they like I don't know, got s- small over time, or I don't know. They're frozen in in something. They're frozen Ooh, in some rocks, and when cool. he put that uh, axe in there, it like unfroze them. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, Godzilla's race beforehand froze them all in rock <laughs> Godzilla's like this advanced technical race <laughs> but then I could at least go oh it was just like about a journey for King Kong that's what this was about mm-hmm. or something like that it's a type of maybe not a hero's journey but it's just like it's about that travel but instead it was just like I guess it's about monsters fighting but it doesn't even feel like it's about that it just feels like it's not about anything mm-hmm. so that's that's I think my my sum up thought of that it's 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 not like Seinfeld it's but it is a movie about nothing (laughs) (laughs) I will I guess wrap up by saying I feel like this movie is a punching bag it is a lifeless husk that hits (laughs) that hits itself over and over again or it's just designed to be punched 
monsters punch each other, but it doesn't have the heart of even a fighting movie, like a like a Rocky, if you will, where if Kong is our Rocky, there's no spirit, there's no passion in it. It's just and like and I go crazy for boxing movies. I love them so much for whatever reason. But because there's like so much heart and passion there, like they're at least fighting for mm-hmm. something. But I couldn't tell you what Kong was fighting for. Godzilla is just trying to keep his status quo being on top and just trying to stop the humans from doing something stupid again. So well, I'm, that's what, that's my review. It's kind of just a soulless punching bag. And I'm going to say it's just, it's hanging there. It's beaten. It's broken. But when I open it up inside, it's just soulless stuffing that's in there. So it's also a pinata. Of... It's also a, it's a, it's a nothing pinata. If that's what you yeah, want. It's an empty pinata. Yeah, it's an empty pinata. <laughs> Or maybe like I don't know, oranges come out. No, that implies the movie's healthy somehow. It's not um, even like it's not even like full of it's not even full of soup or something. It's just full of nothing. Yeah, it's just full of nothing. Like you hit it and everyone runs and they're like nothing's here. They're like yeah, the fun part was you got to beat up the pinata. It's full of like dust. Yeah, it's like, it's full you of just dust. Just cough a bunch. Like a spider crawls out and you're like ew. <laughs> just one spider. Like, Why did I break this this pinata open? Why did I break this movie open? There's nothing here. Like, I've definitely got madder over other movies, but... Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It doesn't even elicit, like, anger. It just yeah. has, like... That's it's the like, thing. all right, that happened. Yeah, it's, like, full of nothing instead of, like, you'd be really mad if it was full of hot soup and it fell all over yeah, you. Yeah, it, but... it, it burned me and it <laughs> yeah. hurt. It I'd take offense to it, but this isn't like, oh, nothing's in there. Well, that's disappointing. I'll move on with my day and eat a candy bar somewhere else. Well said. Thank you. And on that note, I guess that's our final thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong. Aww. Watch. I wish I wish it was better. Me too. Who, like what a what won? a journey we went on. <sighs> Much Who like the King definitive Kong. winner. Who's the definitive winner? Yeah, the definitive winner is them making money off of yeah, this. Yeah, the studio. Yeah. They, they made money. Who's the, old, yeah. who's the definitive wiener? Us, I guess. One will fall. It <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to mention that Kong got cakes, but he does. He does. They know that. They they listen to Kong Skull Island. They know all about his cakes. Uh, one last note: the composer Tom Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg aka Junkie XL, also scored Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that's two movies on yeah. HBO Max two weeks in a row that he scored. Mm, look so at him. That's funny. That's cool. But uh, yeah, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us once again. Yeah, oh, yeah, thank you for for having me again. It, it made what it even made watching the movie more fun. Yay. <laughs> so, Yay. So that <laughs> that's good. our only. That's if if we can accomplish anything, then that's that. Yes, but yeah. Do you have anything to plug before we go? Ooh. Uh, I think always just read more comics. Uh, I want people to read more comic books and encourage more manga to get legitimately translated into English. Hell yeah. Uh, I really like to read more. I like when I when it's legit too. I'm not a huge fan of scanlations, but whatever. I'm not going to say something controversial in manga people. <laughs> Everyone's already mad. Yeah. They're furious. I don't. I don't know actually why they, would they be furious about this episode. To be totally honest, maybe other than that we didn't enjoy this movie that much. But I just like to make straw man arguments on this podcast. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Well, that's that's a classic thing to do when when there's no one else uh, making an argument against it. Right? <laughs> you, you appear, a wild straw man appeared. Donnie, what do you have to plug? 
If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you might want to check out Starship Implow and Blow. Jeez, gosh, Sherry. Bad. You might want to you might, Jesus. You might enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing podcast hosted by myself and four other amazing friends. And we play Starfinder, and it's a whole lot of fun. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. You can check that out on either SoundCloud or the Apple Podcasts. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Excellent. Check out me and Cameron's YouTube page, Movie Game Mashup. Oh, yeah. We'll link it in the, uh, in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't posted a video in a while because it's kind of hard to get together uh, until we're vaccinated. So, you know, hope you <laughs> understand that. But, uh, yeah, it's a YouTube channel about movie or yeah movie video games so video games based on movies like the adaptations of that or sometimes vice versa and they're usually pretty silly yeah, usually. i'm on an episode yes you are on the return of the king episode that's like yes. an hour long before i edited things more <laughs> yeah. so that's fun oh it's a fun one um so do that and check out cameron's sister's instagram page uh yes. phoebe at uh yeah. my family history future instagram um she's doing her she's doing an art project right now um she's a fashion designer and she's made some uh kimonos out of like wool military blankets and everything basically her project is on like the japanese internment camps during world war ii and everything and uh we just went to manzanar uh and cameron went as well and helped out yeah. and did an awesome job with reflectors and stuff while i took photos <laughs> so thanks thanks for going and everything helping out and um yeah, they're really beautiful kimonos. Like they, they look fantastic. Yeah, they're they're really impressive. I'm always impressed by that project. <laughs> yeah, there's like so much detail and everything that she put into it. So, yeah, she made seven representing each one, each for each uh, camp during World War II. But uh, yeah, go check out the Instagram page to learn more. And uh, yeah. yeah, stay tuned. We have a new franchise next week. Oh yeah, that's right. You get to draw from the bucket. The Bucket of Truth. Oh, yeah. It's been given a name finally. It's not the trash can anymore. <laughs> it's definitely not a trash can. Um, <laughs> the Bucket of Truth. I feel like this just confuses people because they think we don't pick things. No, we pick them. But it's... Mortal Kombat! <laughs> That's right. Your souls are ours! <laughs> We're doing Mortal Kombat next with three of Connery's cousins. Yes. And they're all brothers oh, nice. and all their souls will be ours. So <laughs> we will collect them all. So help us. Stay tuned cuz hey, well, guess what else is coming to HBO Max? A new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> We're covering Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which is oh so good, and the new one. Thank you to Nick Perverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. And until next time, if this wasn't contributing to world destruction, this would be a great podcast booth. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a line in the movie. Goodbye, everyone. You know, at least the, the, the positive thing about this movie is that... Oh, are we are doing another two hours? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to maybe run out the books. I, I do like when we're talking and like we're being...